Well, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Truckers Podcast, FYI. I am your host, Doug, from Ontario, Canada. It is 8.30 p.m. here on the 26th of January. And welcome to the show. And we'll be talking about uh, COVID misinformation. Thank you for joining me. Well, good evening, everybody. I hope your week is going really good for you. Here we are, <coughs> excuse me, Thursday, the 26th of January. Friday finally is just around the corner. You know, um, yeah, that's what we do, right? We work for the weekend, you know, and, uh, Go out and do all the other things we need to do. Now, (laughs) oh boy, I'm telling you, um, what's going on, you know, um, was looking at news articles and and, and stuff uh, before uh, it came on the show. And um, so... The federal government, the Trudeau liberals, um, uh, were having a big uh, get-together in Hamilton, Ontario. And um, so Hamilton, Ontario, Ontario has become the scene of a large chaotic demonstration in recent days as protesters can... uh, convened to target a retreat by the cabinet of Prime Minister Justin Trudeau. It's, you know, in a democracy, we can go out there, uh, freedom of expression, you know, how we feel about something or how we feel about somebody, you know. um, And of course, you know, we're going to show our, our, our discourse and, and things like that. And, you know, we're going to, um, use profoundity and, and, and things like that. And that's, that's what people do, right. When they get upset and, and things like that, um, doesn't solve any problems, obviously, you know, um, you're just letting, you know, a person, you know, such as the prime minister (laughs) on how you feel and stuff like that. So um, this uh, coming weekend actually marks one year of that uh, Karen carnival that took place back, you know, in in January and February, you know, uh, the one with the, uh, with the big tents and the bouncy castles and the hot tubs and the organizers who were the ringleaders of this uh, Karen Carnival. 
and all the disruptions that it caused. Not just in Ottawa, you know, in Windsor and out west in, in Coots, Alberta, and, and other places around the country, you know, where other Karen Carnival set up and stuff like that. Um, <clears throat> yeah, we can be upset about our government over a lot of things, you know, and I and, and I think you know this one here is is what I get out of it is just that it's you know uh, they're upset, you know, because you know the prime minister invoked the federal emergency act, you know, where there just seemed to be no end in sight and um, the police had lost all control um, of the uh, situation and could no longer deal with it. And every time I, you know, I, I turn on the news at that time is that what are they going to do? You know, we had a lot of, a lot of uh, angry people out there. And of course we didn't want to, you know, we didn't want push come to shove. And, you know, which probably, you know, if uh, the police start just to move in with the Federal Emergency Act and started bringing in tow trucks, I think it would have been more of a problem, you know, because people are already upset already over the mandates, you know, uh, of the, uh, on the uh, pandemic. And, and stuff like that. It's just some people just don't know how to act. You know, they just don't. So anyways, you know, whatever. So it doesn't solve nothing and they think it does and they feel better about it. They they, they got their opinion out there. They got well, everything off their chest and, you know, they went home and we just move on. So, um, so anyways... Um, that's not what I'm looking for. I don't know why that keeps doing that. Now, some interesting th things about um, COVID-19. Uh, where is it here? Well, thank you for joining me, Sarah. I am your host, Doug, the Truckers Podcast, FYI. Here in Canada, uh, right here in Ontario, Canada. And why is this not coming up here? You know, funny, you know, last night I, I, I started the show, I think it was around 8.30, the same time. And so I got my, uh, my laptop to my right and my monitor just a little over to my left that has the show and both screen, both screens went blank, just right out of the blue. No idea, no, no, nothing, whatever like that, you know? So last night I just, you know, turned it off and rebooted it and everything else like that. So hopefully, you know, nothing else, nothing else happens. So hopefully this comes up this time. There we go. So COVID-19 misinformation may have caused thousands of deaths in Canada. So 
beliefs that COVID-19 is exa- is exaggerated um, or an outright, uh, outright hoax, the vaccines can alter a person's DNA or cause other covered up problems. Um, cost Canada an estimated uh, 2,800 lives and thousands of hospitalizations over nine months of the pandemic. The estimate based on models um, are conservative uh, because they don't capture all the flow on consequences of misinformation, such as postponed surgeries, doctors, billings, the cost of treating long COVID, or the social unrest and moral injury to healthcare workers. And misinformation is an urgent societal concern that affects all of us. And from the Canadian, uh, from the Council of Canadian um, um, Academies, the latest group to raise the alarm over an um, infodemic of falsehoods that spread as, as widely um, and rapidly as COVID-19. And according to the far-raging report between March and, and November 21, misinformation helped sway an estimated 2.4 million people in Canada to delay or refuse to get vaccinated against COVID. Had they been vaccinated as soon as, as they became eligible, and by the end of November 2021, there would have been nearly 200,000 fewer cases of COVID-19 and 13,000 fewer hospital hospitalizations. And, you know, over, over the course um, in, in, of the onset and over the course uh, of, of this pandemic, you know, the misinformation and disinformation, you know, was spreading like like a wildfire. So, you know, so who or what is to blame here? A perfect storm of actors, this one expert panel chair told the media briefing on Wednesday. They include uh, bath, bad faith actors on social media, conspiracy theories that offer up something um, or someone to blame. The, the uh, political, the politicalization of misinformation and multi decades long decline in trust in one another in institutions, you know, where we see the past to be a reliable source of information and the myths in the misperceptions, lies and deceptions are not new. You know, it, it's it's probably those 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 
things there, you know, um, misperception, lies, and deception, you know, is, is as old as human communi uh, communication. But something different is afoot. Prudence have labeled, you know, our, our post-truth era, where the very idea of truth seems to be under attack, where misinformation is tied with the ideology and identity and arouses great passion. So there is this, you know, uh, this 13 member panel set out to estimate the effects of COVID-19 vac vaccine hesitancy. And how much faster would uptake have been if there was no misinformation? Would it mean, like, what, what, did, it, what did it mean for infections and deaths? So they, they reviewed... They reviewed peer-reviewed publications, government information, and statistics on media reports. And they also commissioned a model um, plugging in real-world data on the number of vaccinations, cases, ICU visits, and deaths between March 1st and November 30th of 2021. And the model tracked everyone, everyone aged 12 and older over two waves of COVID. And it also drew, uh, drew data um, at the time that found that 14% of adult Canadians were either vaccine reluctant, reluctant, 7% or vaccine refusers, 7%. And so the reluctant people reported lower trust in government, preferred to avoid vaccines in general and questions how quickly COVID-19 vaccines, vaccines were produced and, and approved. And, and we all heard this. We all went through this. They talked about this. And among the vaccine refusers, 85% believe that vaccines harms are covered up and 73% believe COVID is fake or overblown. And overall, the survey suggested that 2.1 million Canadians agreed with COVID misinformation beliefs. 2.1 million Canadians agreed with COVID misinformation beliefs. At like 38 million people here in Canada. And then the panel looked at different um, um, hypothetical scenarios, including what happens to COVID vaccine rates in case numbers if the proportion of people who believe COVID is a hoax or vaccines caused hidden dangers were vaccinated as soon as they became eligible. So, and according to this uh, analysis, you know, remember this is a, a, a hypothetical, 
scenario. So according to these analysis, if those who believe COVID was a hoax and had been vaccinated once eligible, over 2.3 million additional people in Canada would have been vaccinated, resulting in roughly 198,000 fewer cases, 13,000 fewer hospitalizations, 3,500 fewer people needing intensive care, and 300 million saved in hospital costs and 2,800 fewer deaths. And this report doesn't uh, uh, contain any recommendations. So um, the reports don't, don't by design, the goal is to form policy, not to direct government um, or, or, uh, you know, or not to uh, direct the government. But misinformation matters, and it matters in, in a huge way. Because of the, uh, the uh, abundance of, uh, of evidence shows it causes preventable illness, preventable deaths, and makes people vulnerable to financial exploitations. It also holds, it's, it's you know, um, so they found that, you know, 19% of 1,500 adults surveyed the equivalent to uh, 5.6 million adults believe COVID vaccines have killed many people in which, which has been many more people than, than uh, which has been covered up. 11% believe the vaccines contain secret chips designed to monitor and control human behavior. But this, so they're talking here that this scientific research is also fallible. Misinformation can be the product of the systemic failures in science and medicine. And in the communication of scientific knowledge and research that don't replica, uh, replicate and weak mythologies are among the reasons why no one study can be treated as definitive. Now, I mean, I heard some really strange things coming from people. And um, it's like, where do they get this information from? You know, who made up this stuff? You know, right, right, like, like right off the bat. I mean, they 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 come across like they're 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 fully knowledge on 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 vaccines and it, not just vaccines for for um, for for COVID, but all vaccines. That somehow, you know, they they have they're, they're smarter than than the the scientists. You know, maybe they know something with the scientists don't know. I, you know, I, you know, I have, I have um, no idea.
Um, so public institutions that are supposed to keep the public safe have a responsibility to, to foster and maintain trust. So a lot of people felt abandoned during this pandemic. Public outreach did not reach them. Their needs were not met and the response was to turn away and reject all public health communications and even to respond and protest angrily. This is how these people felt. So the panel, you know, is committed to freedom of expression, but things can be done to combat misinformation. How about the media platforms? All of them. And they need to be more transparent. And they need to be transparent about the um, uh, algorithms that may actually promote misinformation. You know, misinformation gets traffic and it gets a lot of traffic. Probably more, you know, it gets more traffic than Elon Musk. It gets more traffic than, than the Joe Rogan show. You know, it gets more, it gets more traffic than, than, uh, uh, Jordan, uh, Peterson, he, he's a, a clinical psychologist and he's a public speaker and he's written books and, and, and all these things. I mean, he gets a lot of traffic, believe me. So all these other people I just mentioned, but holy shit, man, you know, you know, the, the misinformation gets, gets more traffic than any roadways on this planet. And more can be done to help people better. Identify, identify and reject misinformation. Well, how do we do that? Well, we have, we have to think about things, you know, and to say, oh, you know, the, these vaccines here, oh no, it's, they're, they're putting this little chip in us that, that, that's gonna, you know, to be able to, to know everything about us. You know, people said this. So what's the first thing that we should probably do when we hear something like that? Do we just say, oh, does that really happen? Wow, I didn't know that really happened. You know, maybe I shouldn't get vaccinated or maybe, I, you know, Maybe I shouldn't have gotten vaccinated. Oh no, the government's going to know everything you know about me, and, and they don't and they don't need my phone to find out anything about me. They don't need that anymore. They got this chip in my arm now. I got four vaccines, so I must have four four chips in my arm now for 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 other things that the government wants to to. Uh, keep track of me on. So you have to <clears throat> you have to really sit down with yourself and, and think about it. 
and you're gonna have to uh, do an analogy, you know, and you know, you're gonna sit there and him and ha and well, you know what? Jesus, I got a laptop in front of me. Let's just start doing some research of our own. Let's start fact checking stuff. You know, um, Miss. So you know, um, to identify and reject mis, uh, misinformation and promote digital literacy. Oh, isn't that convenient? Digital literacy, uh, literacy, literacy. You know, media. Illiteracy. And critical thinking, starting with, you know, so we're, so they're talking about, you know, where should we start? We're starting with young school age kids and leaders must learn how to better communicate health and science information. And must learn to better communicate including finding trusted messengers. And that's up to us as well. Doing your homework. I don't care how long it takes for you, for us to, 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 to dig in there and, and get our hands dirty and get right into the meat, meat and potatoes of it. You want to find answers. You want to find the right information. You want to find the truth. And you want to find the truth in everything. Somebody said there's a God. Okay. How do we find out? I've only been told that there, there was a God growing up as a little kid. I grew up in the 60s. There was no such thing as laptops and, and home computers and, and cell phones. There's no social media. None of that stuff existed. How did we find out information? A lot more, a lot more communication. You know, we taught, we actually, we actually talk to one, to one another face to face. We weren't texting our friends. Hey, do you want to come out and play today? None of that stuff existed. We'd watch the news. So it's been, so it's reported or you went to church. You physically got up off your chair and you went to church. And that's how you find out. Because in church, they talk about God. They talk about Jesus Christ. 
talk about all the prophets. But we don't have to believe if there is or not. We can, we can form our own opinion and, and, and everything else like that and our own beliefs. So in, in, in other people's minds over the vaccines and stuff, they're, form, they're forming their own opinions and their own beliefs. And then they're putting that, that information out there. And then the rest of us now have to figure this out and, and sit down and, and, and question it. We have to do an, an analogy on, on this, you know, for, 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 for your own, for your own beliefs. Now we have the internet and, you know, it, it's, a it's, a Endless highway, it just goes on for forever. It's a super highway. It's a super highway of information. And like every model, the model is only as good as the data that went into it. And they, so they, so they only focused, um, on, on the two waves of COVID before Omicron. They merged and they only looked at a narrow range of costs. And it was pretty clear that tens of thousands of hospitalizations did occur because of misinformation. And the nonpartisan um, panel tried, you know, to deliberately to stay out of the politics. But it matters when, polit- when, when, when political leaders endorse and further promote misinformation. One name comes to mind, Donald Trump. Oh, I watched what I've watched you. You, you be, you be, you would be amazed. You, you, you're going to step back and go, how, you know, you'd be amazed how much we know about the United States. You know, so that that name come comes into mind. You know, in some in some of his comments too. You know, when he's up there and he had the doctor sitting over to 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 his right, and, and he's talking about um, your ever your your everyday household cleaners. You know, maybe we inject that into our bodies, and that'll just knock it right out. He says, maybe we can look into, into studies, something like that, you know, or maybe we can get that, 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 uh, that black light and, you know, we can, uh, put it, you know, in a part of our body and, 
you know, maybe, you know, something, maybe we could look into that. Maybe we'll, we'll, we'll knock it out just like that with the black light. You know, the black fluorescent light, you know, it's what I'm talking about. Oh, it's just the Kung flu. Don't worry about it. I remember that's another, that was another thing that he said, Kung flu. It's just the Kung flu. Don't worry about it. It'll be, it won't be here long. It'll be gone. It'll be all gone. Don't worry about it. I'm pretty sure it'll be all gone. So when it, when it becomes tied up with identity and I, uh, and I, I, and ideology, political leaders will often look to misinformation as a mean of, uh, of building their coalition. It has become a tool in politics. And some of these politicians, like Donald Trump, are just tools. The same, the same as you know, people here in Canada, <laughs> you know, with the the uh, uh, some, you know, uh, you know. So this this incident that happened the last couple of days here uh, in, in Hamilton, Ontario, with the prime minister in in, in his in his uh, his party, you know, um, in downtown Hamilton, going to a hotel, they're having dinner. It's a little retreat. So people are down there, I mean, really giving it to them. It doesn't represent everybody. You know, people who spread misinformation wants everybody to believe it. So what was happening downtown with, 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 uh, you know, people protesting, you know, um, I don't know. They, they were still out there with freedom flags. They were still out there. F you Trudeau flags, you know, yelling all kinds of profanity, you know, uh, freedom of freedom of expression. It's great to have that in a democracy, right? You know, showing their, their, showing their frustration and, and, and showing their anger. So the grim data um, were, were um, disappointing, but not surprising. Canada has a reputation of being perhaps a little bit more removed from the poor, uh, polarizing our discourse that pre-meets our neighbors to the south. But we have seen over the past three years, we're not immune to the harms that misinformation brings. Misinformation and disinformation and, and everything else predates all of this what's happened over the three years. Just without social media, of course, because 
There was no such thing. Now there was something else on here, and I don't know why it's not here. Oh, here it is right here. So, influencers help spread misinformation about COVID-19. Celebrities and politicians are the main source of misinformation about COVID-19, a new study finds. These influencers, including President Donald Trump, were responsible for 20% of the misinformation. In 69 of the social media engagement is according to the researchers. It's unknown how much information is spread by ordinary people in the private section. Most of the information spread online is based on true information that has been twisted or, or, re, or reworked. The study name, the, the, so um, uh, go back here for a second. Oh, I can't go back. It doesn't matter. Celebrities like Woody Harrelson had also become under fire for spreading disinformation. And experts have said there's a link between consuming misinformation about the pandemic and not following public orders. There's, there's no quick fix for COVID-19 misinformation. the mainstream media, you know, with everything that they, all the algorithms and everything, they, 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 they got built into the social media platforms to track misinformation and disinformation, banning people from, 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 uh, uh, media, uh, social media platforms and stuff like that doesn't stop misinformation. They go out and channel it a whole nother way. So Donald Trump got, got banned from Twitter. So what? Didn't stop him. He just picks up a microphone and, and right on public and, and just carries on. And maybe not just, you know, not just, you know, um, about COVID, how the election was stolen, how the election was rigged. In every single court, whether it was a, a, a Republican or a Democratic judge, threw it out. And he's still whining and crying and complaining today. This is 2022. Two years. He's still throwing a tantrum. Still spreading all that misinformation. He won't stop. So there is no simple way to stop this.
You can believe what you want to, but be careful of what you believe. And be careful of what you read and, and what people are saying, and you go out and 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 say something. And you're believing it to be true, but it's but it but it's not because you know misinformation is something that you first of all you hear the whole story or somebody has heard the whole story and then as it goes down the line bits and pieces of that story are missing and more and more as it keeps going down the line maybe not intentionally but it happens misunderstanding so um yeah this this laptop will come around in a minute um Maybe I just need a new laptop. You know, my uh, monitor seems to be working, you know, really well, you know, so. I don't know what's going on with this. Oh, here it goes. Yeah, it wants to respond. You know, I wonder if it's the batteries in my mouse. I haven't checked them in a, in a very long time. So, oh. Uh, Oh, yeah, I just look it up. Oh, I, got, I know what I got to do. Uh -huh. Yes, 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 here we go. So, you know, talking about misinformation versus, well, versus diff, disinformation. Fact, fake. Information has a real life consequences. It can be literally a lifesaver when it's true. Unfortunately, the opposite is also true. Untrue information can cause great harm. Wrong information can spread, causing what's been called an infodemic. And even more now we're experiencing the spread of two forms of wrong information, misinformation and disinformation. And it's often used, you know, interchangeably. And they're only merely one letter apart, but behind all the, all that in one letter hides the critical distinction between these confusable words, intent. So you ask yourself, self, what is misinformation? 
Misinformation is false information that is spread regardless of intent to mislead. The spread of information, the spread of misinformation happen often in our everyday lives. Because we're humans, we're human beings. And we're not perfect. And we never will be perfect. And we can make mistakes. We forget things. We mishear or misremember details. We tell our friends something we heard on TV or saw on social media. If you're spreading around information that is wrong, but you don't know it's wrong, then you are technically spreading misinformation. Misinformation is an everyday thing. Predates all the stuff that's happening in the last three years, last five years. Predates all of that. Misinformation was around forever. So, an example, you know, uh, Let's say, a, let's say a party starts at 8 p.m., but you forgot or, or misread the, uh, the invitation. And you tell your friends it starts at 9 p.m. Are you supplying them with misinformation? The key here is that you unwittingly spread false information around. You didn't mean to, or even might have, 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 have thought, you know, the information was true. I've done that. You know, like for instance, you know, I, you know, I say, oh, okay. You know what? Yeah. My, 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 my podcast, uh, uh, starts at eight o'clock and, and then, you know, Let's say 9 p.m. And then I come on at 8 o'clock. And you're, and, and you, and, and you're, you know, you want to come on my show and you think it's 9 o'clock. I forget things. I, I do. Another thing about misinformation, it doesn't care about intent. And and for any kind of wrong or false information. Misinformation spreads like a wildfire thanks to the technology on social media. 
that the users have, all the social media platforms. It is a problem like these that motivate us to pick information as as word of the year in 2018. Misinformation was was on top of the minds, uh, top of a lot of people's minds that year. With governments, businesses, and the broader culture grappling with with how to stop dangerous inf- uh, uh, misinformation, you know, which is um, deliberately uh, weaponized. You know, and, 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 you know, then it becomes disinformation. And then we think, well, geez, I mean, we've unknowingly or, or, or knowingly spreading it. And when was misinformation first recorded in the late 1500s and combines information with the with the with the prefix miss meaning wrong or mistaken mistake misspelling misunderstanding Misinformation is, of course, related to the verb misinform, which means to give wrong or misleading information and is first recorded around 1350 to 1400s. And you'll notice that misinformation, like misinformation, also makes no mention of why this is wrong information is being spread around. And then it brings us to disinformation. Disinformation means false information. Right? It's also used more generally to mean deliberately. Deliberately misleading or biased information. Manipulated narrative or facts propaganda. So disinformation is misinformation that is knowingly intentionally our first definition of the word gives one major reason why people or groups might want to spread wrong information but there are many other nefarious motivations lurking behind the creation of disinformation right so let's so So if you know that a party starts at 8 p.m., but tell your your nemesis it starts at 9 p.m. because you want them um, to look foolish, you are are supplying them with disinformation. When you spread wrong information on purpose with intent to deceive, 
and mislead, that's disinformation. Now you can believe it all you want, ladies and gentlemen. You can believe all that, all that rhetoric and, and all that disinformation about the vaccines. Or not. You believe that is disinformation? Is disinformation harmful? It's really harmful. It's dangerous. It's powerful. Destructive. Decisive. And also known as a common tool of espionage. Propaganda, which information spreads to make someone or something look bad or good, can be disinformation. Modern dictatorship. Oh, it brings Donald Trump back to mind. You know, all the propaganda, all the propaganda, disinformation, and all that crap that spews out of Donald Trump's mouth. I wonder that he lies so much. I wonder if he actually believes what he says. I think that's what pathological liars do. They actually believe what they say. And they know they're spreading disinformation. You know, another thing here, too, is as dangerous as disinformation can be, journalists find themselves in a difficult position when investigating. While politicians might say something that is obviously not true, journalists generally don't outright accuse them of being a liar or spreading disinformation. This is because journalists cannot usually be 100% certain on the intent behind the misinformation. And, and all writers can be sued for liable if they wrongfully call somebody a liar. Well, it wouldn't be hard to call Donald Trump a liar. They wouldn't have to worry about that. But that's why, that's why we do research. That's why we do our homework. That's why we, we, we dig into that disinformation or we think it might be a lie. We're not sure it's a lie, but we've got to find out. We want to be careful. Don't want to be held liable. A lot of chatter. I mean, it took a lot of chatter back in the day when there wasn't social media platforms and internet and the, the everything, right? Took a lot of chatter to figure out what was wrong and what was right. 
you know, where we actually communicated with one another. Now, where does disinformation come from? Compared to misinformation, disinformation is a relatively new word. First recorded in 1965 to 1970 in its translation of the Russian word, I can't even say the Russian word because it's Russian, disinform, disinform, so it'd be, so I say disinform, this is uh, disinform, so D-E-Z-I-N, F-O-R-M. In turn, based on the French, disinformer, to disinform. And of course, in the English, prefix, dis, can be used to indicate reversal or a negative instance of the word that follows. For an example, disrespect, disobedience, or opposites of, of the uh, 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 of respect and obedience. You know, disinformation then can be understood as as reverse information or anti-information, especially created to deceive and misguide other people. And I can't even figure out why even people why people even do it. I just can't figure it out. I'm not a, a I'm not a psychologist. Maybe Dr. Jordan Peterson has an explanation for that. I don't know. Probably does because he's a clinical psychologist. And you can check him out. You can, you, you you can check out. Uh, um, Jordan Peterson, Dr. Jordan Peterson uh, on, on YouTube. And like, where he, like you know, I mean, he is a, a well-known clinical psychologist. He's Canadian. Um, obviously, in his practice and in teaching university, um, he's written books. He's out, he, he's out on, on tour. You know, matter of fact, the other day I was just, you know, looking at stuff and like that. And he's going to be here uh, I think next Tuesday here in the city of London, Ontario. So I decided to check out the tickets. Sold out. It's like, damn. He's, he's, he's interesting. He, he, he's really interesting. He's, he's really smart. He really is. But, of course, like any public speaker, they speak about, you know, whatever. And, and like I say, we don't have to, you know, take everything to, to, to be true what, what people talk about. You know, he's been, he's, he's been criticized. I mean, people go out uh, to, to protest, you know, because they don't want him speaking there for whatever reasons. But anything that I came across on, on everything that, you know, he was talking about, you know, you know, a lot of things that he was talking about was just common sense. 
You know, I didn't hear any negative things in, in, in some of the things I bought. I mean, he's got over 300 videos on YouTube. He has a podcast, the, the Dr. Jordan Peterson uh, podcast. You know, so I mean, he talks about a array of topics, just everything you could ever imagine. But he talks about everything. And he forms his own opinion about stuff. He expresses his own opinion about stuff. And, and, and you know, if it has anything to do with psychology, well, he knows psychology because he's a clinical psychologist. So anyways, you know, um, so here we have it with misinformation and, 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 and uh, uh, disinformation, you know, I guess, I don't know, I guess we just all have to just, you know, you know, be aware and, and we should be aware that, you know, um, with disinformation and misinformation and we have to find the facts for ourselves. You know, dig into something that you might not think you've heard something and thinking, well, that really doesn't sound true. You know, then you're going to have to, you know, get into it and, and do the and, and do the work and, and do the, and do the research. Where did it come? What where where what source did it come from? You know, you may want to start there. And, and work through that, you know, who, who is, who is this person? Maybe it's many sources. You have to find that out until you get to, until you get to your idea of whether it was true or not. And then you can sit there and you should be able to sit there and say, well, that's just a bunch of bullshit. Or it's partly true or it's 50% true. But it has to be 100% true because when it's only 50%, that's misinformation because there's part, there's pieces missing. It can't be 99.9%. Well, there's a percentage missing somewhere, a little percentage missing somewhere. No, no, no. No, it's got to be 100%. And that's what we got to find out. Don't be naive and believe everything that you hear. That would just be foolish. And believe everything you hear and, and run with it. Unfortunately, that's happening. People do that. They might have just heard it from one source and they just run with it. Didn't do any investigation into it, period. That's dangerous too. And they may not even, they may not even know, you know, that they're spreading misinformation or disinformation. They just heard it, they read it and they ran with it.
we have a brain and we need to use it you know so when I was talking to all that stuff there about COVID-19 and all the research they did you know to get those facts that I was talking about Yeah. Social media today plays a big role. You know, what is it? Uh, Elon Musk own, owns Twitter now. Is that who owns it now? I don't know. Probably is. Correct me if I'm wrong. You know, he thinks freedom of speech just means that. You can say whatever the hell you want and there'll be no recourse. None. It's not how freedom of speech works. Here in Canada, I don't know about the United States or the rest of the world, I'm pretty sure there is. You know, I'm sure there is something, you know, called something that's against the, uh, against the law, like hate speech. That can, that can get you in a whole lot of trouble. Our freedom of speech here in Canada is not absolute. And that's in the Charter Rights and Freedoms. careful what you read be careful what you say be careful what you're spreading around the information that you come across and and you run with it without even fact checking it be careful use the head on your shoulders So thank you, everyone, for coming out tonight and coming out here on the Truckers Podcast, FYI. It's nice to have you here. And tomorrow is Friday, finally. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Friday, 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 Friday. Hoping, I'm hoping it was as good, it's going to be as good as it was today, you know, and, and, and I, you know, hoping that, that, it, that it will be, you know, so my, my days, you know, are, um, are getting better and we're, we're making like in my family, we're, we're, we're making headway in, in, in some of the decisions and, and things that happen and some of the decisions that we have to make and they're all in a positive way. So that's good. So I'm feeling much better about that in the direction that, you know, things are going. So it was, it was really trying and, um, really stressful and, um, had a lot of um, 
stress and um, anxiety, you know, with, with, with what was going on. And but it's looking it's looking a lot a lot brighter. So, and I talked about uh, yesterday. Um, uh, it's, it was called uh, Bell Let's Talk Day. And, you know, that was, you know, about our mental health. You know, it started back in 2011. Canada is the pioneer of Let's Talk Day. And now it's it's gone worldwide. It gives people that that opportunity to, uh, you know, in, in the help in the help phone lines are are opening up and, and people are talking about their mental health, their mental illness, and, and all that. And it's and it's a really great thing, you know. So if you or, or somebody you know is in some sort of any kind of distress, you know, there is help and there are helplines out there and people that can help and ask for help. So till, until we meet again tomorrow night and... I'm probably going to have a little bit longer day tomorrow. And tonight's show was like 8.30. So I am, so <laughs> show's going to start at 8.30, but uh, might start at 9. No, kidding. 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time is when I'll be back out here. And that's, you know, I'm not going to go and tell somebody that's starting at a different time because then that would just be misinformation. I mean, I, I don't want to do that. So 9 p.m. tomorrow night, Friday the 27th at 9 p.m. So enjoy the rest of your evening. Or it might even be tomorrow for you already. For all I know, if it is, enjoy your day tomorrow. It is only 9.40 p.m. here in southern Ontario, Canada. So, and I got to get up actually a half hour earlier in the morning. I get up at 5 o'clock in the morning. So, enjoy the rest of your evening and your day tomorrow. Have a really good Friday. I hope you can join me tomorrow night at 9 p.m. Um, and if you can, I understand. But thank you for coming out this evening. And good night, everyone.